Chargers general manager Tom Telesco spoke with the media on Tuesday, and he does believe in quarterback rookie contract windows, which is great to know. And he also talked about what his preference was with Mike Williams and also realizing they can't bring back all their free agents once free agency opens up. All that and more on today's Locked On Chargers podcast. You are Locked On Chargers. Your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons. We're heading into our fifth as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day what's up guys thank you for making us your first listen as always the only place where you're going to get audio and video daily chargers content to make sure you don't miss it subscribe to the lockdown Chargers youtube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from but david today we actually got some real life content tom telesco the chargers general manager spoke to the media and said some things <laughs> yeah i mean i think it was less of the tight lip tom that we're used to and I mean, what he says really ends up meaning, you know, you still have to take everything with a grain of salt. But it was weird to hear him say that the Chargers could be aggressive in free agency. So we'll open up with that and him acknowledging Justin Herbert's rookie contract window without saying it in as many words. And also talking about Mike Williams saying he prefers the Chargers be able to extend Mike Williams while also talking about, hey, you can't bring back every starter on both sides of the ball. And how much do the Chargers get better, right, if you're bringing back both sides of the ball that way. But he did double down on the offense, talked about bringing in more weapons, talked about bringing in more protection for Justin Herbert. And then he called out a couple of position groups as well. So we'll get into that at the end of the show. But I think it starts, David, with what we were talking about before, which is Tom Telesco saying the Chargers could be aggressive in free agency. Do I believe it? Nah. <laughs> I mean, they have a lot of money, right? But this is what he said. We try and be aggressive every year. It just depends on what your resources are and what circumstances are at that point. You have to attack it in different ways. This year, we can attack it a little bit differently because we do have a lot of cap space and we do have a quarterback on a rookie deal. So I'm not quite sure that Tom Telesco has windows in his house yet because he's not actually, you know, really saying the word window. But David, this is an acknowledgement of a kind of the time is now and we have the cap space to make something happen. Oh, no. Tom Telesco definitely lives in a compound with no windows around. That's not something that he is familiar Doesn't with. Doesn't believe in windows. Whatsoever. Th those things do not exist. Uh, but no, actually, it's nice to you know to get a little bit from Tom Telesco, a little bit of an acknowledgement that, hey, you know, having a, a young player who's one of the best players on your – well, who is the best player on your team on most a cost-controlled sure. – Yeah, most yeah. important, yeah. Whether the, he's the best, I think, is probably up for a debate, I guess, at this point. Nobody but, more important, though. Nobody has more to do with if the Chargers win. Justin Herbert gets over there a 5-1 team. That's just you know what it is. Yeah, no, no, question, uh, no question about that for sure. But like I said, to get a little bit of candor from Tom Telesco, hey, you got a, a, a quarterback that's obviously one of the best in the league that is on a cost-controlled contract for the next several years, and you have an abundance of cap space, and at least – hear him say, hey, I have a lot of cap space and I can go out there and spend it. Yeah, and he was very hesitant to say anything about any kind of contract, anything, whether it's Brian Bulaga or Jerry Tillery's fifth-year option or bringing back, you know, guys like Mike Williams or you know, any of the other internal, you know, free agents that the Chargers have. 
But it was nice, you know, because it is the time. The time is now. You are afforded some things when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract, and that is a time where you can add maybe disproportionate amounts to certain areas of the roster that you won't be able to do if you're paying a top-five quarterback in the league. So it was nice to hear that kind of acknowledgement. Actions speak louder than words, obviously, and one of Tom Pulesco's biggest things is always planning for the future. I mean, that's you know why he isn't more aggressive or whatever, and it's part of the reason the Chargers have the best dead cap space in the league because they really don't have any dead cap on their books. But he also said we have a lot of space this year, so we have to balance the players that we have, that their contracts are expiring and how we can bring them back, but also look at it from the outside of UFAs, who we can bring in and how that's all going to work together. That's what we're still working on right now. So I think as far as this goes, David, like it, it's still hard to say because like we've talked about before, like if, if you bring all these guys back, you know, you, you have less room to bring in other guys to make the team potentially better than the roster that we saw last season. But it is also you know, we did see them be more aggressive last year. We did see them go and spend on Corey Lindsley and make him the highest paid center. We did see them go pay Matt Filer a three-year, 20-plus million dollar deal. So we did see them be a little bit more aggressive. So I think the question is this year is, will we continue to see that? Is that something that came along with Brian Staley? We know Brian Staley is aggressive on the field, but is Tom Telesco, is he rubbing off on Tom Telesco? And we could see Tom Telesco go make a splash right this season. I, I think you'd, you'd like to hope so. I think you'd like to to, to think that that first offseason that Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco were together was not an outlier, and it was more of this is what to expect moving forward. I think that would give a lot of Charger fans a lot of confidence because I think you can see after the first year that the direction is the right one. The Chargers have needed to invest in the offensive line for many, many years. They finally got serious about it, and they really made significant improvements on that unit, and they need to do so on the defensive side of the ball, and they have the opportunity and the money to go ahead and do it. So hopefully they continue that vision of being aggressive, of going out there and and getting some Brandon Staley guys, getting some guys that he knows are going to come in and know his unit, know his defense, go in there and execute it and elevate, you know, the level of play of the, the, your benchmark players that you already have on the roster. Well, another thing is too, is you have to hit, right? It's not just being aggressive. You have to hit on the picks too, because that's how you end up with bad money if you don't hit on it. So like we saw Tom Tolesco roll the dice last year with Corey Lindsley, and he's only one year into a five-year deal. So you don't know how it's all going to play out, but you have to love how it started, right? So maybe that does give him some confidence that he can go out there and spend some big money on a player. And I think that's what we're hoping for, because I think we're hoping that the Chargers get younger. And I think to do that, they're going to have to spend a pretty penny. And I'm not talking about a JC Jackson, $20 million a year, but maybe go after someone who's 27 instead of, you know, an aging defensive tackle like they have, right? Who's 32 or something like that. And I think that's the other big part of it too, is go, if you take some big swings on some younger guys to really revitalize, especially on the defensive side, and make sure you're bringing in the right guys that fit. Yeah, there's no question about that, Daniel. I mean, just because you know you bring in a player and sign him to a big money contract doesn't mean he's going to come in here and perform. I mean, and of course, everyone wants to see the Chargers spend every single dime of their cap space on the biggest names out there in free agency, like me. I'd love the Chargers to sign J.C. Jackson, but mm-hmm. I also know that that's probably a pipe dream, right? But go in there, spend appropriately, and go attack your needs and, and you know replenish this roster and, and provide support and depth 
I think that's a big thing as well. Is not only do you want to bring in guys that are going to help you immediately and bring in starters because they obviously need to do that. They need to upgrade of course. their starting depth, but they also need to get better quality backups as well. So they, yeah. they need to they need to continue to overhaul the roster. I mean, they have some great key key pieces, but they need some depth and support behind them. Yes, David wants a lot of starting depth. That's a, that's the key to a good Chargers team. No, I mean, I get exactly what you're saying. Like, it's not just the depth that's a problem. It is the top-end talent, too, after, yeah. you know, the guys who we know are, you know, elite players at their position. And I think what you're looking for and what Charger fans are looking for and what you want to see out of Tom Telesco is a little bit of urgency, right? Yeah, Acting like definitely. there isn't a lot of time. Even though, yes, I mean, Justin Herbert's going to have a long career, right, as we see it right now. But the time is still now. Like, he's playing at an elite level now. You get these windows, and they don't come often, and you better be ready to take advantage of them when they do come. So I do think that it might not necessarily be all in, right? But I do think what it is is there's a lot of gray area between where Tom Telesco is and how conservative he is and where less need of the, you know, Rams is trading every player. There's You don't have to be all in like that, but there's a lot of area in between there for you to take some swings and trying to bring in some guys who can be impact players for you right now. And a lot of that's going to be determined by the big first domino to fall, and that's, of course, big Mike Williams. And I think they have to you know, take a leap of faith. They have to make a big bet on Mike Williams with the franchise tag or if they're going to extend him. So we're going to talk about Mike Williams and also Tom Telesco talking about not being able to bring back all these free agents, but also doubling down on them wanting to get more offensive players as well. But if I'm betting and going all in, there's only one place I'm doing it with, and it's betonline.net. The only place that I ever bet with the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast because they have the best odds, lines, and props that you're going to find out there. And there's a lot of big betting stuff coming up. We are so close, and we're in March. It's March now. It's officially March Madness time. College basketball is already going crazy. Some of the games this last weekend have just been insane, and there's not many more you know passionate fan bases and just fun you can have watching them watching these college basketball teams in a giant single elimination tournament. And there's going to be so many bets with betonline.net. And they also have a bunch of draft combine bets that you guys can choose from. You can, you know, who's is going to run the fastest 40 time? Is anyone going to beat John Ross's record of a 4-2-2? Is anyone going to set the bench, re- bench press mark in the combine? And there's so many different things you can pick from. You can do over-unders on players and what they're going to run. You can even do an over-under on the... 40 time of Rich Eisen. So make sure you guys check that out and all the other tournaments and great promotions they have going on over there. And it's not just college football. It's not just college basketball. It's not just the NFL combine. It's also hockey. It's UFC who has a big giant fight this weekend and so much more. Make sure you guys are going to betonline.net so you guys can get started now and get in on the action at betonline where the game starts. All right, David. Well, now it's time to get into some more of Tom Telesco's comments here. And I think it starts with what we were talking about before in Mike Williams and what you do with him. And one thing that you pointed out to me, a little nugget, not much, but a little nugget, Tom Tulesco shut everything down when it came to free agents, right? Like in his own free agents and what contract the Chargers are going to do. Contract anything class. like that was getting completely shut down. Totally. I mean, he, he cut it all off before it could even begin. Didn't answer anything. But Daniel Popper, at least that's who we think it is, snuck oh, yeah. in there with a, well, I know you're not going to say you're going to extend Mike Williams, but would your preference be to extend Mike Williams? And he got Tom Telesco, David, to say that would be my – sure, that's what I would prefer. Yeah, which, hey, I mean, that's more than anything else that he said on the Mike Williams sure. subject. And, of course, 
And he's talked about how good of a player he is, right? And that's another thing he brought up was just like, hey, I talked at the end of the season, like, I'm not going to forget what I saw in that last game, leaving it all out on the field. And he kind of referenced that and just saying, like, you heard how I talked about at the end of the season. But this is the only thing we've heard about. Hey, we want to bring him back. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I'm saying is at least you're getting that coming from the general manager because that's more than some other you know situations where you have a high-profile free agent who's about to hit the market or could hit the market and, you know, the general manager of the team who, you know, was employing him and utilizing his services for the last several years, that normally does not happen. So at least you got an acknowledgement from the general manager, the guy who is going to work, you know, with, you know, the cap guys to get this contract done or not get it done, right? At least you hear him say, hey, yes, I want to retain the services. I want to bring him back. I want to sign, sign him to an extension. But what does that extension look like, right? And what kind of extension does he want to sign with Mike Williams. That is obviously going to be the question and whether he's going to be franchise tagged or not, that will play a factor in it. I think that might happen just to give the chargers some extra time to get a deal done. Um, but it is obviously the most interesting aspect and biggest question of the off season. Well, it's going to have a huge impact on what the chargers have to spend. Right. And because it all starts with that, because that's going to take potentially $19 million with the franchise tag. Off of the cap space we see the Chargers having right now, which is in the 50 million mark. And they have other things they're going to have to save their money on as well. But it undisputed huge chunk of that will go to Mike Williams. Even if they extend him, at least that first year isn't as big of a cap hit as it would be on the franchise tag. That's probably the most you're going to have to pay for him is if you do franchise tag him, but you also get that extra time to deal with it, right? And to try to work a deal out with his agent. But the one thing that we did hear from Tom Telesco was kind of just admitting you can't bring everybody back. And he said, you just can't bring everybody back all the time. Our rosters change almost 30% per year. You're not going to be able to bring back 22 starters on both sides of the ball. Continuity is nice, but it can't be the number one aspect of putting both sides of the ball together. So, and you shouldn't anyway. I mean, the, the Chargers are one of the worst defenses in the league. You should not want to bring all of those guys back because doing that is like doing the definition of insanity. Why would you want to do that? The Chargers have a rare opportunity to try to bring in better players that are going to suit Brandon Staley's defense and also just improve a unit who was one of the worst in the league last year. Well, and I think the th- the argument has been, and kind of this is something we've talked about, where it's just like, how much better can your defense be if you're bringing back Kazir White and Uchen and Wosu and Justin Jones, right? right. And uh, Limbaugh Joseph or whoever else. Like, we know Limbaugh Joseph, Chris Harris Jr., Two aging guys, probably not going to be back, right? So there's a couple spots right there where you can bring in guys. But if you do go out and sign all those guys, you're not going to have a lot of money for external free agents. So how much improvement can you really expect from that? Like, it's hard. And we're going to do something like that at some point where we're, you know, are we going to keep him to China or do you want to keep Kazir White? You know, Justin Jones or whoever, right? So we'll kind of go through that. But there's tough decisions to make. And one thing we did see last year was the charge deciding not to bring back a lot of guys, like a Hunter Henry, right? They let four fifths of their offensive line go besides Brian Buaga. And even he didn't really, you know, didn't play this year. And we saw them kind of living up to that already. So I guess that's one of the things too, is we always knew they were paying their own guys, bring, you know, growing homegrown talent and keeping those guys and paying them when they produce. But are we going to see it more like last year where we kind of assume Hunter Henry is going to come back and they don't bring him back. Right. Rayshon Jenkins. I don't know if we expect him to come back, but they were fine letting him walk and get paid by somebody else. So are they going to do the same thing with Uchenna or Kazir White or Mike Williams? 
I think we have to start preparing ourselves for that possibility. I think there is going to be a guy on one side of the ball that we think the Chargers should absolutely resign and that they they couldn't possibly replace them with a better player that you know you have to bring into the fold that is going to get away, that the Chargers are not going to feel the same. The organization is going to say, no, I don't need this guy. I'm going to let him walk. I can replace that production. I can get a player that's going to fit better, is going to give me more because, I mean, that's going to happen. That's part of the business. I mean, unfortunately, every single year there's going to be players that you love, that you've rooted on, that you've cheered for, and you've supported that are going to find themselves in a different uniform head into the start of free agency. So we'll see what happens. It's always interesting. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's hard to have a finger on that pulse right now of, you know, which guys they for sure are going to bring back. You know, we just know the comments that they've made, the comments like Mike Williams and what he did in that last game. Telesco's comments on Uchenna, where he basically said it's hard to find something wrong with this guy, right? But the one thing that Tom Telesco did double down on and kind of stayed in the same wavelength on was just him adding to the offense, right? Basically was just saying we can't be content with having, you know, a top five offense in the league we got to keep adding to it. and it just like is he prepping us for the chargers taking a wide receiver in the first round right this is what he said the focus can't just be on one side of the ball it's got to be on both i want to make sure on offense we don't take a step back next year thought we had a really good year on offense it wasn't perfect by any means but it was good we've got to take another step there on offense certainly we're excited with what justin's done he's very young and he's still going to get better we think as well so that's something david where i think it's still kind of in the right place because yeah i mean <laughs> Justin Herbert was the first Brandon Staley focus, right? And Justin Herbert, once you saw what he could do, you knew you're going to go as far as Justin Herbert does. So as much as they you know, have to add defense, and I'm not advocating necessarily taking a wide receiver in the first round unless, you know, it's a certain guy and what the board looks like. But at the same time, like, yeah, at the core of it, yeah, you need to build around Justin Herbert. You need to continue to make sure you're getting the most out of that because that's most important. Right, and, and just don't be complacent. Like Tom Telesco said on, on some of those moves, you can't just look at it and be like, oh, yeah, well, I had a top five offense, I'm good. I can ju- I can just you know rest on my laurels and everything's going to be fine. No, and it's not like the Chargers don't have problems that they need to fix on the offensive side. I mean, there's one obvious one, and it's on the right side of the offensive line. That has to get fixed. It still needs to be addressed. Protect not- him. He's precious. Exactly. That- you, you like that he's staying consistent on that, right? Consistent yeah. on keeping you know the protection coming for justin herbert well yeah it's just hey he put up five thousand yards with you know a three-fifths of a good offensive line see what he does when he has a a right guard and a right tackle that's going to sit there and protect him all year long what is he going to do 53 5400 yards i mean the sky is is the limit for justin herbert but you still need to be able to protect on the right side you can't have a vulnerability and that was an obvious one for most opposing teams against the Chargers last year. Oh, 100%. I mean, we know what they're missing. And, and yes, you still have to protect him. I know Phil Rivers is somewhere like, right, still looking <laughs> at him. Like, I mean, it's just like, yeah, yeah, obviously you should protect your quarterback. That's a great yeah, idea, Tom. I wish I would have thought of that, And you know, when I was getting battered and playing playoff games with torn ACLs and all that. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think that there is a good point there, but there's no – qualms about it right like the yeah. defense needs the most work out of any part of the team and the defense has to be a lot better and you can't just rely on development from these guys it has to be an infusion of talent but when he was talking about needing to add talent he wasn't even talking about the defensive side of the ball he was talking about the running backs and the tight ends I mean not two things that are very high up on our list of what the Chargers need during this offseason but maybe Tom Telesco feels differently so we're going to get into that because I mean that is you know 
weird to hear him say that he, you know, they need something or that a position group is not doing enough. But who I think isn't doing enough are the rest of the protein bars out there that aren't built bars because built bars are my number one protein bar out there with all of the best flavors you're going to find while getting the tr- nutritional value that you need to stay on your diet while having something that tastes like a candy bar. That's the whole part about built bar. That's what sets them apart is the taste. It is great. You get a bar that has 17 grams of protein or around that with less than four grams of sugar, less than four grams of net carbs. But let's be honest, you're not going to eat it unless it tastes great. So when you see flavors like cherry bar, great name, great flavor, or my favorites, cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie. You can go coconut almond as well. Salted caramel. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. And there's also the puffs. I mean, you don't get me started about the puffs. There's only so much time we have in that. So I know you guys want to talk about football, but the first ever protein infused marshmallow with flavors like cinnamon churro, right? Banana cream pie. The flavors don't get any better than that. And you can even get a mixed box. So you can try all the flavors and find out which bar is your favorite. Find something that feels like a cheap meal while not breaking your New Year's resolutions and do it with Bill Bar, the best protein bar out there. 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Nothing that tastes like it came from a chemical oil spill. You're getting the best of the best, and you can save some money because if you go to built.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, David. Well, Tom Telesco doesn't often, you know, assassinate his own position group. <laughs> he doesn't attack his own thing. It's always like, you know, I, I think it makes me think of Trey Pipkins, right? And the going into the season with Sam Tevy having left tackle feet and, and really like <laughs> really like what they had there and being content going into a season with a, a Sam Tevy Forrest Lamb, Dan Feeney offensive line, right? I mean, that was questionable to say the least, but he did open up about some positions specifically on offense. But if you guys want to make sure you're keeping up with everything going on in the NFL that covers other teams, because we're just talking charge, make sure to check out the Locked On NFL podcast. You can get it on YouTube and free on all platforms. But that's how I keep up to date with everything else going around. Nice bite-sized way, getting all of the best hosts from all over the network to join in on that. But running backs and tight ends, that's what he decided to focus on, and specifically tight end, because we know, (laughs) I think the part about the tight end that was interesting, it seems like he kind of let Jared Cook go without actually saying that he's letting Jared Cook go, right? That's kind of how it sounded, because this is what he said. I like the young guys, I like the roles they played, but obviously... It's probably a group we're going to have to add to some way, somehow, because that room is a little small. If Jared Cook's not in there, which I don't know yet, but if he's not, we have a we have a void there. I like the rules those guys play, but maybe it's a room that's not complete yet. So that's not we believe in Trey Pipkins, right? That's saying we need to add somebody to this room. And I thought that was interesting because the other part of this that is funny is Trey McKitty is the only one of the guys that we think of as being with the charge next year. That's actually still under contract. Steven Anderson's a free agent. Donald Parham is an exclusive right free agent, and they can bring him back no matter what, pretty much. But he only talked about Jared Cook as the guy that he might not expect back next year. So it was interesting to hear him kind of call out that position group specifically, even though I think we're kind of in line with, yeah, I mean, you do want to add something. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you you got what you were expecting to get out of Jared Cook for the most part. You knew he was going to be a a veteran who had some decent, you know, decent speed. It was a good pass catching option. He he came in and provided you some good production for the four and a half million dollars that you paid him. And I think you you know you also obviously had some some negatives that came along with that. He was a band aid, Um, but yeah, he was serviceable. He, He was the the bridge. You know, he was trying to bridge the gap. Like that's all it really was. 
For sure. And so, hey, you know, could the Chargers shock us and go after a Zach Ertz and free agency? Yeah, I'm sure that they definitely could. But um, yeah, this is a position group the Chargers should add to. I, I think I like the prospects um, that they have in that room. I think that Donald Parham has a lot of potential. Um, I'd like to see um, Trey McKitty's role get expanded a little bit more. We saw some good things from him. Um, but yeah, I think that this uh, this is a unit, a room that could add uh, another established player or just another talent. Um, to that group yeah it'd be interesting to see what kind of player they had yeah. i do remember daniel jeremiah saying that there wasn't really a huge top class of tight ends in this draft class but he did feel like you can get some serviceable players up until like the fourth and fifth round so i think that's nice because it doesn't mean you have to spend necessarily a premier pick on it and you can hope for some more development from guys like trey mckitty and donna parham i mean just seeing donna parham on the field again after what he went through is obviously just going to be a great sign but Absolutely. There's no denying the talent there. He has the most upside. Trey McKitty, though, I did think it towards the end of the year when he got a bigger role, he came a long way. One of the Chargers' oh, yeah. most improved players from beginning to end. A guy who was basically a healthy scratch for the first half of the season, got in, played physical. But are they going to add another blocking tight end? Or are they going to add another receiving tight end? That's going to be the interesting thing to see. I do think they could probably use a little bit you know, more dynamic play from some of those guys, especially given you know the uncertainty with Donald Barham, somebody a little bit more athletic. That's why we like to David Njoku, but he's probably going to price himself out, let's be honest, right? There was another position, David, he talked about, who kind of he called out, and he kind of called out the guys they have right now and basically not getting enough out of the running back position. He said, if we want our offense to evolve and get better, we have to get better at that spot. Wherever that comes from, that remains to be seen. We need to get more from that spot. And I think that was interesting, Dave, because I think we share in that sentiment where there's just not a good enough change of pace, you know, option B to Austin Eckler right now. Justin Jackson looked good when he was in there, just dealt with a ton of injuries. And Larry Roundtree and Josh Kelly, it's hard to expect anything out of right now, you know. So I think that is tough, but I think he's 100% right where you need somebody who can spell Austin Eckler and not just have it be spelling, right? It's being able to split a little bit more of that, having some sort of, you know, 65 35 split where you have a guy who can consistently come in and when he does come in produces yeah i mean there's one guy that comes to mind for me i mean that i'm looking at the Chargers bringing in that i would love to add to that running back group and it's a guy with a bigger profile he's a little bit thicker this guy who's going to be able to bring some punch and that's Ernest johnson from the browns he's like the third running back that they had on that squad and this dude every every time that he was brought in like he was productive. He's a bigger type of back. I think that's the perfect complement for Austin Eckler. That's a guy and a profile that we've been looking to pair with him. Um, that would be a great option. Just I, I just want that type of player to pair with him. You got the speed. You got the quickness and the elusiveness with Austin Eckler. Get that ground and pound and I'm going to run you over, uh, you know, fridge type of running back to pair with him. I think that would be a great one-two punch. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in general, I'm not a fan of adding more free agents at the running back position. Like, But at the same time, the Chargers haven't hit on the last two draft picks. They've taken a running back in two straight drafts in the fourth and the sixth rounds with Josh Kelly and Larry Roundtree, respectfully, and they haven't worked out, right? There are some in this draft, though, I'm still, you know, that are still piquing my interest for sure. We talked about Damian Pierce at the Senior Bowl, a bigger dude, I think, who would be a good guy to you know, be a co in combination with Austin Eckler. Another guy I know everyone's talking about is Brees Hall from Iowa State. Another fun, big touchdown scoring running back that could make sense for the Chargers. But there's a, a bunch of guys, I mean, they could decide to go to who would be very cheap, and that's what you're looking for at that position because you handed out that contract 
to Austin Eckler. But I think the other big thing here, David, was what he had to say about Ryan Fick and Tom Telesco talking about the new special teams coordinator. And what he said was he's going to be a big part of us, whether it's continuity with what he sees on the outside. I'm looking forward to working with him. I think he's a good evaluator. And I think the interesting thing here, David, is him having his pick of, you know, is he going to pick the kicker? Is he going to pick some of these other positions? Yeah, because, I mean, Tom Telesco went into detail and basically said, hey, there's going to be a lot of turnover in the special teams unit because your kicker is a free agent, your long snapper is a free agent, one of your best gunners is a free agent, your kick returner, punt returner is a free agent. Um, so there's a big, yeah, your punter is a free agent. Um, so, so there's a lot of guys, I mean, your, he's a restricted free agent, but you know, so. same same thing. There's an opportunity for a lot of turnover here and for Ryan Ficken to kind of utilize those relationships that he's built, you know, with the time that he spent with the Vikings and, of course, you know, forging those relationships that he, you know, met with players around the league and bring in guys that he's more familiar with that know his scheme, know how he wants to execute his special teams unit and also kind of be that leader and, and be that example, be that coach on the field for some of those other, you know, Chargers special teams players that are coming in that are having to learn a new way of special teams that's going to be taught by Ryan Thicken. So I think it's important for him to get guys he's familiar with to try to help spread his message um, to the rest of the Chargers players. The only way to go is up. But it is nice because he does bring his own set of relationships, right, to try to improve that unit. And it'll be interesting because he has a quarter row Patterson, you know, uh, relationships. He has some guys that potentially he could try to bring in. But do you want to move on from Dustin Hopkins, who had 90% of his field goals in his time with you, right, and showed a lot of good things, and so did Andre Roberts. So those are going to be the hard things because he knows that position group is such a problem that it squarely lies on his shoulders, and we'll see if he can bring the right dudes in to fix it. And I'm also excited to see how Brandon Staley contradicts everything Tom Telesco said tomorrow because Brandon Staley's on the mic tomorrow. And we'll be back here to break it down for you guys. But to make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe to the new Locked on Chargers YouTube channel. Follow the show for free wherever you get your podcasts from on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Rate and review if you like the show. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, all those things. We appreciate your guys' support. And you can also find the show on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports, David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD, and the show's Twitter at LockedOnLAC because Fan Friday is coming up too. So you guys can get your questions in there or the Locked on Chargers voicemail line at 323 323- Five two four seven nine two four. But Brandon Staley from the combine tomorrow. That's going to be nice to hear what he has to say. I just love a good Brandon Staley press conference, and it's been a while. So make sure you get our first reactions to that out to you guys after that press conference goes down. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow. As always, until then, take it easy and go Bolts.